This is the Social Geek Radio Network. Hello, geeks, and welcome to Social Geek Radio. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing conciliary. Today's guest is John Keane of ServiceMinder. Before we get started, a quick note that Social Geek Radio is a proud supporter of the International Franchise Association's VetFran program. It's the big 30th anniversary of VetFran. The organization has been the bridge between the franchise and veteran communities, educating veterans about entrepreneurship, encouraging franchisors to commit to veterans, and advocating for veteran franchisees. The program has nearly 600 corporate members and operates a national network of veteran franchisees supported by public and private sector partners. Learn more about VetFran at vetfran.org. John Keane is the founder of ServiceMinder, and he joins us for the first time on Social Geek right now. Hey, John, how are you? Doing great. How are you? Doing just fine. It was uh, good finally meeting you in person at uh, the IFA. Gosh, that was four months ago now, back in February. Yeah. So um, my how time flies. I know you guys have been um, uh, really busy with ServiceMinder and, and, and diving deep into some new technology. But before we get there, John, give us a little background on yourself. Yeah, so um, I'm, a, I'm a geek, which is why I'm here, I guess. <laughs> That's who um, we love. Exactly, yeah. So uh, ServiceMinder was kind of a, a, a brainchild of a couple of prior experiences, um, but we started the, the company in 2011 um, a primary focus then was basically trying to focus on kind of helping small home services business owners kind of present bigger than they were. So we focused on, you know, the client experience that they could provide to their customers, as well as call center integrations um, to basically automate and simplify the, the, the scheduling process. So the whole recipe was, you know, if the plumber's under the sink fixing a leak, right? He's not going to answer his phone, right? So if his number can roll over to a call center, they can answer, book it in his service minder schedule, get them on an accurate calendar that's optimized to minimize drive time and give the customer a confirmation and give him a way so that he can, you know, send a text message when he's on the way, like kind of all those client kind of experience things. Um, that was really what we were trying to, to build for um, to kind of help those guys get a good start. Um, and then after a couple of years of that, we uh, landed our first franchise brand, um, and that took us about a year to kind of go through that process. That was kind of our first introduction of, you know, there's a lot more we need to add to the product to kind of make it franchise friendly. So we did that. We then landed a second brand. And again, because we're geeks, not always the sharpest tool in the shed, that was when we kind of figured out, oh, this is what we should be doing. And that's, so in 2015, we really pivoted towards uh, focusing on the franchise market. And today that's you know, like almost all of our businesses is franchise based. So. Got it. What is it about the franchise industry that um, sort of brings these new ideas and things that, that, um, uh, that are specific to franchising that became very important for all of the, uh, the technology and all of the services you do? Is there, is there, is there something or, or maybe a few things specific to franchising that come to mind? I think it's, it's several things. One is, you know, kind of over the years as our, we're kind of a very customer driven uh, feature 
based company where people are suggesting things to do the whole time. In fact, when we were first starting out, you know, we basically go do a demo for a prospect. And then out of that would come the nine things we got to add for the next demo, you know, until so we kind of kind of went down this road of, you know, let's build a really robust tool. And one of the challenges you face if you're a single kind of owner operator of a business and you want to use a tool like ServiceMinder, right? Today, right, there's a lot there, right? It's, it's a very capable, very robust platform with a ton of capabilities that maybe you don't need a lot of. Um, but you've got to kind of learn and understand all that if you're a solo solo operator. If you're part of our franchise system, you know, and that system is using ServiceMinder for their operation side, you know, they're going to invest time and effort in learning the tool, and they're also going to spend time and effort learning the tool in a way that they can apply it to their brand. So you just need to learn what you need to to do to run your business, they will do the heavy lifting of kind of understanding how to apply the technology to the workflow and to the brand, you know, and how to do marketing with it and improve the customer experience. And so that's a big part of um, why it makes sense to use something like that um, on both sides as a franchisee and a franchisor, because you kind of get that 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 co-op cooperation of effort, right, to, to uh, distribute uh, the knowledge process, right, yeah. as opposed to Kind of burying it all down on a, on a single owner operator and then the other part too is then having all the data in one place right and being able to roll that up from a reporting perspective as a franchisor right you can now gain insights into a ton of data um, across all the locations that we're capturing and tracking um, and so that gives a driving benefit there and then kind of the last piece is then being able to kind of deploy and manage kind of the brand experience right so brand messaging templating workflows and processes, client experiences, by having that all in one tool, you can almost click a button and say, we're gonna launch a new product offering or a new service offering, click a button, that's now available uh, for all the franchisees to start using, do some training, and then it's all there and ready to go. So it's kind of nice from, from that perspective. Do you still find some franchise systems, especially in the service, the home services and professional services space, do you still find some that really aren't looking at, um, at at a full suite of technology they're they're still using you know maybe spreadsheets or or you know a really manual process is that still out there anywhere yeah it really is and and the other thing too is that you know depending on how they started right so so if you have, if you've got a concept that may eventually turn into you know a 50 or 100 location franchise brand but when you start you're basically one right and so yeah. you may go find a tool that is good for your industry but that tool doesn't have any kind of native support for franchising. And so as you grow your brand, you'll kind of continue to use that kind of focus tool. And then you start augmenting what that tool does with all the other things you talked about, right? Spreadsheets, Google Drive, Zapier, you know, just kind of keep layering on more technology, trying to glue things together. And you end up with something that nobody else can understand end to end. And then, and then if one thing breaks in the process, right, kind of everything breaks. Um, and, you know, you, you have issues with, you know, account access control, right? Like those are all independently, you know, uh, licensed um, tools that the franchisees are using, right? In a lot of those platforms, right? They can just kick you out, you know, and, right. and, until you kind of have uh, difficulty in kind of maintaining that relationship. And so, yeah, we see a lot of that. Um, and and it, it varies from, from brand to brand. I mean, some just never had anything, right? It was just kind of always been a manual process. And so you have the challenges of kind of introducing them to what you could do if you had it all in one place, or they're using a bunch of different tools to piece it all together. It's like, yeah, we can replace, you know, 80, 90% of that functionality, 
but you know, it's 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 a big project, right? It's you're pulling data from multiple sources, and maybe they're using some things that we don't talk to yet, so we have to go add some support for you know those platforms. Um, but that's kind of the, the the onboarding process that we go through with every brand is is a lot like that. You mentioned the data that gets rolled up back to a franchisor. Um, tell me about that. What kinds of things and what departments within the uh, the franchisor headquarters, uh, what kinds of things are they all looking at that, that yeah. happen out on the street? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so there's really kind of two different groups at, at, a, at a decent sized franchisor that, that we kind of cater to. Um, obviously the operations side, right? So that's basically the organization that keeps all the franchisees you know, understanding the processes and kind of that first level of support for the, the franchisor with all the franchisees, you know, the field visits and all that, teaching them to use the tools and all that. You know, their interest is in not having to learn a whole bunch of different tools, right? When they have one, yeah, <laughs> being able to easily get into everybody's account so they can kind of impersonate and help and see. And then also they want to have the stats that can help them kind of manage, you know, those franchisees and help ensure that they're being successful, right? Because ultimately, you know, the franchisor wants to have zero closes every year, right? And, and a part of that is being able to identify struggling locations or locations that are having trouble getting started. You know, what kind of stats do you need to track that, right? Is it close rates at proposals? Is it conversion rates for different channels and campaigns? Is it um, reworks, right? The idea where you, you send somebody to go do a job for a customer and then the customer's not happy and you have to send somebody back, right? What percent of the time do you have to go do those kind of things? Is that a personnel issue? Is it a training issue? So the operations guys kind of like a lot of the capability there to kind of systematize, you know, what the franchises are doing and then giving them visibility into, you know, the lead part of the pipeline, right? The revenue part of the pipeline, the marketing part of the pipeline, they can lend a lot of support in those. And because they can see all the data for all the locations, they then know kind of what the norms are, right? What's the baseline? Like, you know, at, at the one year mark, what should a location's close rate be if they're going to be successful mm. versus if it's not, right? So that kind of gives them a big part of that. A lot of the data also is useful on the marketing side, right? Because we're not only tracking, you know, all the leads that come in and where they come from, you know, kind of that lead source tracking information, but we also have the ability to, to capture um, the campaign budget spends, right? So how much did you spend for this direct mail campaign? How much are you spending on Facebook? How much are you spending on pay-per-click? So we know that, so we know how many leads that came in, we know how many appointments got booked, how many proposals got made, how many invoices and the dollar value of all those. So we can roll all that together into a nice uh, bundle of, of a report that gives them a high level of visibility by channel, by campaign, you know, what's the lead production rate, customer conversion rate, average ticket, revenue, close rates, cost per lead, right? And all that data is available in, in, in near real time um, at, at the brand level. So you can now see, if you've got multiple marketing sources, right? As, as, a, as a franchisor typically will have multiple vendors who are helping to drive leads and traffic to the franchisees, you now have kind of one consolidated view that you can use to compare the performance of those across all the channels. And best case scenario, this is where best practices originate. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You have to kind of establish those baselines and be able to then respond to it. And if you're basically looking at you know, end of month data, right? If you look at the royalty reports, which may have some, some, you know, franchisee captured lead source information in them, you know, and then you got to go to three of the places to get the cost data, or maybe you can't even have access to that. Um, you know, you're now two months after the event happened and you might have some, some 
data that you can generate some insights from. You know, that's that's you know, in, in a rapidly changing world, like so like when, when COVID kicked in, right? People were trying to make decisions on a daily basis as to what to do the next day. You know, yeah. you don't have any visibility until two months later, you know, it's like you missed the boat. You know, you, yeah. you know, so whether you should whether you should double down on spending, stop spending, you know, how do you measure those results? So we had, you know, brands who were literally looking at some of those stats, you know, in real time inside ServiceMinder, you know, I kind of saw, you know, hey, lead production's dropping off, you know, kind of in that kind of April, May timeframe, you know, and then by June, it started to, to kick back up. And by July, they were kind of already at parity for where they were before it kicked. And then as everybody knows, it kind of took off like a rocket ship after that, because everybody was stuck at home and said, yeah, fix all this stuff I'm tired of looking at. Yeah, this, um, this industry especially has um, had such a resurgence in the past two years of just like you said, everybody deciding, let's invest a little bit more in our home this this year and next year. And do exactly. you see that continuing with a lot of the brands that you're working with here in mid 2022? I think so. Yeah, I mean the trends so far have continued to kind of kind of uptick. You know, obviously there's you know in, inflation and staffing is, is is you know kind of a persistent issue as well. Trying to find the people like you can sell the jobs, but you've got to be able to find the people to go deliver the jobs, you know, so, so that's an issue. And obviously new different types of uncertainty uh, in terms of the state of the economy over the next six months to a year, but, you know, people aren't going back to the office, you know, as much yeah. as, as people thought they would. So to that extent, right, the new normal is, you know, more people are working from home uh, and therefore they're going to want to spend money on their own break room <laughs> as opposed to the yeah. company's break room. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah. My kitchen is my break room right here. Yeah. 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 Now, now, when you go, when you go in there, you're basically talking to yourself instead of anybody else, but, <laughs> but that's what geeks do. So it's okay. That's what we do. We, we talk to ourselves and each other and then, exactly. you know, think about it too. extend the, uh, extend the work from home out to include the yard or the patio or, exactly, the, yeah. or the swimming pool, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're here, you know, I mean, some of us are here 24 hours a day, right? And and yeah. so, you know, and, you know, you might as well make it make it nice. So I, I think some of that is there's been some, you know, kind of pull forward, right? Like there was kind of this pent up demand. All of a sudden people got home. They weren't going on vacations at all because nothing was open. Right. So I think I think some of that money kind of got repurposed for for, you know, those kinds of activities. So there yeah. may be a little bit of, you know, drop from from some of that kind of stuff. But I think, you know, it's 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 in the news where, you know, companies are trying to kind of reengage and get people back into the office and people are saying like, yeah, not doing that. Yeah, you know? no, I'm I'm good here with my uh, with my yeah. kitchen break room. Yeah. And, exactly. and too, I think um, I think we're looking at a, another couple of years of people spending more time at home when. Absolutely. Uh, gas is $7 a gallon. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. And it costs a thousand dollars to fly across the country. I think, uh, I think the home service brands are going to really have their hands full. And I think the other trend you, you touched on briefly is um, getting all of these brands and these franchisees and these units staffed up to take care of the demand right now. That's, yeah. that's really something that, that I see a lot of brands struggling with. Yeah, we hear that pretty consistently with talking with with franchisors and franchisees that, you know, if you had to kind of rate kind of their their top 10 problems, you know, in the top five is definitely uh, can't get vehicles. Yeah, yeah. Can't get guys to drive the vehicles, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, kind of getting, finding leads. It used to, used to always be number one problem is I need more leads. I need I, leads, yeah. Right. And that's now kind of becoming number two, number three. It's like, I got enough leads. I don't have enough guys to go, to go do stuff with them. Yeah. 
So putting this all together, if we've got a franchise system or uh, maybe a group of owners who really aren't doing anything specifically with, you know, sort of one way to do thing or with one program or something like that, um, they're still using Google Sheets and uh, legal pads to keep track of all of their uh, activities. What would you suggest? Where's a good place for them to start to really start pulling all of that data together? I mean, I would start looking at your process, right? If you can't write your process down, your brand's process, then that's probably a good place to start, right? Because and and then and then as you kind of evaluate what your process is, go look at how many steps of those require a human to do something, mm. right? Because as we just talked about, right, finding humans is hard. Yeah, and it's not just field service guys, right? That's a universal problem, which is one of the other nice things about having you know a virtual businesses, now you don't have to worry about finding somebody who's within 25 miles of where your office is. You can now find somebody, you know, almost anywhere on the planet, you know, that can do that, that work for you. And obviously in the home services space, right, you've got to have people that can actually drive to the homes, but for all the other roles, right, you don't have to have somebody just down the street. But, um, but yeah, looking at that process and kind of seeing where all those, every time somebody is touching something that's costing you money, which you may not realize kind of what that cost is, right. And, and, because they're on salary or whatever. So you just kind of see it as a fixed cost, but, you know, kind of look at what the opportunity cost of what they're doing, right? If they're manually updating spreadsheets and manually copying stuff to drives, manually generating reports, you know, what if all that stuff was automated and you could not have that person doing something else, right? Generating more leads, you know, generating more cost efficiencies or, you know, generating more marketing or training materials or whatever, right? So um, that's definitely where I would start. It's just kind of look at what you're doing and see where you where automation can help out. I love that idea of starting with the process and then applying technology where it should be applied. Yeah, that's a big part of kind of our onboarding process with do brands as well. You know, it's it's ServiceMinder is a, a big, you know, comprehensive kind of enterprise type system that can do a lot of things, but it's not like we just say, hey, here's the book, go read it and let us know if you got any questions, Yeah, right? It's <laughs> it's very much an interactive process, right? So you're going to work hand in hand with people from our team to understand your process first and foremost. We're going to start like day one, we're going to start setting up your business process inside a ServiceMinder account, right? So you can play test it. You can start to see what that experience is. As a part of that process, you know, you may decide to make changes to your process to take advantage of things that you didn't know you could do, right? Or you didn't do before because it would require too much manual effort or, or whatever, right? And so through that exercise of onboarding, you're going to learn how to implement and support your business process inside search matter. We're going to help document that. And then you'll be made, I mean, not made, we will right? learn things about your brand that, that we didn't know. And those are going to be opportunities for us to improve the product um, to satisfy those needs. Um, it's a very interactive uh, process for sure. So, yeah. Excellent. John, if our listeners would like to learn a little bit more about ServiceMinder or connect with you, maybe they've got some additional questions. Where can we find you? Yeah. So just Google ServiceMinder. Um, so we've got uh, dot, dot, uh, dot IO, uh, dot com. Um, but that's it's kind of how people find us just to type in ServiceMinder. And we're usually the, the number one search result for that. So check us out. Um, we offer a, a, a free, it's called a demo, but it's really a discovery session. Right? It's an opportunity for us to kind of learn about your brand and what you're looking for, what kind of problems you want to solve. Um, and then do that process. Um, you know, we'll obviously show you some of the capabilities of service money that can maybe help you there. You know, and if and if if we can help, then that's great. If uh, if not, we'll definitely let you know based on your business or whatever. 
um, that I would start with that. Um, there's a lot of content on there as well. We've done some webinars you can find. And then uh, checks out on LinkedIn as well. Um, got a fairly good presence there. Excellent. John, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. And we will see you very soon down the road. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great to hang out with you, Jack. Thanks. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. Your comeback of a lifetime starts now. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.